That's right, the new COVID vaccine has been approved by four out of five Russian scientists. And in a related story, one out of five Russian scientists are now missing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not even a joke, really. <laughs> Fell out the window. It's not funny. Yeah. But that What's the just matter with you, actual, cackling jackals? Actually happens. Jacqueline cackles. <laughs> yeah, Jacqueline cackles. Of course, doctor, on a serious note, Dr. Scott Gottlieb was asked if he would take the Russian vaccine that was announced. <laughs> I wouldn't take it, uh, certainly not outside a clinical trial right now. It, it appears that, that it's only been tested in several hundred patients at most. So he wouldn't take it? No, no. And uh, it's, it was just, it's at the same stage that a lot of potential vaccines are at. But Putin announced, yes, we've declared it successful. It's all that happened. They're just skipping the next two steps. Right. One and a half to two steps that a lot of the American vaccines are currently going through. Yeah, yeah. It's like announcing uh, somebody's the love of your life on their second date. I mean, they might be, but uh, take your time. Oh, God, that's that's one of the best parts of... Uh, have you seen The Wrong Missy yet? No. The David Spade movie? <laughs> no, that's I That's one of the best parts right at the beginning on the blind date. She says, I love you, like, within two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Run, run, run. Oh, yeah, well, he does. Uh, that's one of the uh, the Sandler um, back yeah, ones, right? With David yeah, Spade as the yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny dang movie. Um, so oh, since we're talking about the bat fever, the number that I look at every single morning, I pretty much go to the New York Times because they've got the rolling fourteen day average of cases and deaths, and I look okay. at that. The cases we talked about that a lot earlier. You know, there's all kinds of problems with looking at cases, but it's down eighteen percent nationwide. 14-day rolling average is down 18%. Has testing continued to ramp up over that? Yeah. I I, or is it the same? I don't know. It, it, it's got to, It's almost certainly the same or greater. I right. doubt that we're testing fewer people. Agreed. Um, and deaths, which is a pretty good number, down 7% on the rolling 14-day average. Okay. You're not gonna, you haven't heard this many places, but both of those numbers are down. Well, there's no clickbait and happy. Well, actually, there is these days. My God. If I saw a story that said, hey, it's about over. I'd click on it, which means you'll probably see stories that say that, whether it's true or not soon. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so our rolling average is, is going down. That's good. Yeah. It could well go uh, roller coaster back on up again. I don't know. I just I hate it when in, in CNN, oh, unlistenable, uh, they're talking about it this morning, how there are some fears that the improvement might lead to things opening up again and then a surge in cases. Yeah, people don't want to lose their houses. Yeah, morons. People are anxious to open the economy because they want to live. They want to have a life. They want schools to be open. The COVID isn't the only thing happening. Of course, you know, you're a high-dollar network journalist. The crappier things get, the better it is for you. You don't care about common people or... They're just so much of the Eastern media elite, they have no sense of real people in real people's lives. Just, I hate that they have any influence on, you know, uh, the policy in this country. It looks like football's been uh, postponed, if not canceled. If, if they postpone it till next college year. College football. College so football. Far, yeah. If you postpone it till next year, I would call that canceled. At some point, you know. It ain't happening when it usually happens. Yeah. If it happens next year, I don't know. Would you jam two seasons into one to get caught up? Play on no, Saturdays and Wednesdays? I don't see how you'd ever get caught Double up. Double headers. <laughs> Double headers of football. Yikes. I might watch that. Oof. Oh, that'd be something. By that second game? I'd be winded and in a lot of pain. 
Wow. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. There, the, this idea of delaying various things, at some point you're going to have to miss a season, aren't you? Sure. Yeah. Or like the Masters. They're going to play this year's Masters. In November. And then play another Masters would in be April. scheduled for April? Yeah. Well, you could do that. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. Yeah. They just announced today no fans at November's uh, Masters. By the way, somebody tried to post hashtag Heels Up Harris on Facebook last night, mm. and it was blocked. Oh, you're blocked! So blocked. Twitter allowed the disgusting, not fair uh, hashtag to run wild. It, it's interesting how the different they handle it differently. I don't know what the right answer is, honestly. But uh, Twitter allowed it to run rampant uh, with all the social media ugliness that you would expect. And Facebook said, no, not happening here. For whatever reason. There you go. If you're a fan of man-boy love or child molestation, there's some good news for you coming in California. Yeah, we do have to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Hey, back to this just briefly. The uh, the Kamala Harris thing. What sort of hashtags have they allowed on Facebook about Trump's sex life? I'm guessing plenty. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, well, I tell you what, Mark, you can run your business any way you want. It's private business. Um, but it's pretty clear what it is. The sympathies of virtually everybody in his uh, brain trust uh, run left. So there you have it. I I believe the marketplace of ideas does a pretty good job of, um, well, using the, the cleansing power of sunlight. You air an idea, if it's ridiculous, it will get uh, counter-argued out of existence. Or at least it'll be pushed so far into a corner it has no significance. If you don't permit people to to have it out in the open, I think that, that leads to bad things. But that's, you know, I actually don't care that much anymore. I think the word's gotten out. People are starting to understand what social media platforms are and how they differ from each other and and how seriously you ought to take them. Um, People are getting more savvy to it. A a fair number of my favorite pundits have checked out of Twitter, which is disappointing to me because I liked getting their instant reaction to big events, but they've just decided it's just... Because of the brutality of it and everything? um, Well, you know, all of it, all of it together. um, Don't read your comments. Don't engage. I think James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose and some of our, our friends in the um, academic rebel community that believe in free speech and free exchange of ideas, they they get into long, bitter arguments on Twitter. I think they're out of their minds. Right. Arguing with individuals. You're going to give yourself a heart attack. Some some half-wit troll engages. You don't... You only get a certain number of days on this earth. Yeah, for don't one waste thing, them arguing with an ass. For one I thing, almost dropped an AH bomb. <laughs> I probably should have. That would have been a little stark. <laughs> well, uh, don't argue with an individual. That's a waste of time. And that individual might not believe what they're saying anyway. Right. So you're not actually even having an argument. They're just trying to make you mad. Right. Like if they were here, they would put a rock in your shoe. I mean, that's all what they're doing. Wow. Wow, urinate in your coffee. Yeah, it's not even an argument. Right. A lot of times. Right. They're just full of glee for some reason about having made you mad. Right. Look look how much time I got this guy to waste to answer to my ridiculous claims they screenshot and post on subreddits or whatever. It's like when I was a teenager, my friends and I would do crank calls. Yeah. 
They were delightful. They were hilarious. The point was to see how long you could keep people on times how ridiculous what you were saying was. So it was, you know, it was like a multiplication thing. Well, you have to be of a certain age to realize you used to be able to call people. They would have not the slightest idea who had called them, where the number came from. And there was no way to figure it out. And there was no way to figure it out. Right, right. So we would engage in what we called crank calls. And in our defense, we, we went for cleverness. Would you dial numbers at random? Or yeah. Just open the phone book and... Yeah, no, just dial at random. And were you going with, um, is your refrigerator running, you better catch it, or is it like more complicated than that? Uh, a little more complicated. We would we would say that they had an unpaid bill with an outrageous uh, business oh, establishment, geez. for instance. <laughs> selling something that, for instance, a, a, a conservative Midwestern housewife probably wouldn't oh, buy. Oh, that's just not cool. <laughs> it was damn funny. My friends and I, we would often do... Uh, well, first of all, when you call up, you repeat the, hey, is this 555-1234? And they say, yeah, okay, good. And then you get into it, so you yeah. get, you take away the, oh, you must have misdialed. Right. The air of legitimacy. Yeah, yes. um, and then w- one of our common go-tos was, hey, cool, awesome, I really need my tools that you borrowed. <laughs> and then we were just getting these, no, I got I to go, I'm, I'm on the construction site tomorrow, I, we got to get these tools. I oh, don't know geez. what you're talking about, man, I don't have the tools. What do you, uh. what do you mean you don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> and yeah, so we would just engage in those sort of... So, any, anyway, I get the idea of being a crank, uh, but this shouldn't include cruelty and why some of these people I admire would just dive in and have at it, hoping to win this online battle with a person. Now, granted, many, many other people might be witnessing the battle and they're hoping to to sell a particular argument, but you can sell that argument without engaging with trolls. Anyway. Uh, enough said on that topic. Uh, there is, I kid you not, a movement toward legalizing sex with underage people. Uh, underage have, people? That, well, those are children. Right. They have uh, flags and slogans and websites and organizations and the rest of it. And uh, California, Cal Unicornia, who uh, it was it was said, who was talking it might have been Barbara Boxer, former senator, or, uh, oh, it was some big California politician. Oh, no, it was Javier Becerra, the uh, attorney general of California, was saying uh, Kamala Harris will bring the progressive vision of California politics to the White House. As California goes, so goes the nation. Well, one of those movements is you get to sex up kids. The details on that perhaps new law coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This kind of leads us where we're going. There's a New York Times headline. Ben Shapiro actually retweeted this saying, we should keep track of all the times the New York Times publishes flattering coverage of polyamory. The poly parents' households are coming, it says in the New York Times. That whole idea that, you know, you can have more than two parents to make a baby now with test tube this and that, and you have three parents involved. And, yay, yay, yay. Oh, jeez. No kidding. And they, and they always present it as, wouldn't this be great? This, this is, is so fa- great. This is fantastic. We're tearing down the stupid boundaries of traditional romance and love and marriage and parenting. Because all change is good. And evolution in nature. Right. All, history has showed that all change is good. 
We've been aware of State Senator Scott Weiner of Cal Unicornia for ages. He is, I mean, he's a way lefty, but he is particularly um, a sexual uh, libertarian, if you will, or libertine is a better word. Now, he was a big gay rights guy back in the day. Which is fine. Which is perfectly fine. But I remember when he was fighting for men being able to be nude on the streets. Yeah. Hey, what is that all about? And he's he's way into the whole insanity of uh, of trying to to turn every little boy into a little girl and and all, and convince everybody that uh, half the population is transgender and the rest of it. He's way down that road. But uh, he uh, he is offered up uh, introduced. Uh, legislation, he says, and I'm quoting, to end blatant discrimination against LGBT young people regarding California's sex offender registry. However, under the bill, uh, SB 145, that he's co-sponsored with Susan Eggman, cuckoo-cachoo, goo-goo-goo-joob, offenders would not have to automatically register as sex offenders if the offenders are within 10 years of age of the minor. Now, Wiener claims current law disproportionately targets LGBT young people for mandatory sex offender registration since LGBT people usually cannot engage in uh, vaginal intercourse. The existing law requires a person convicted of a certain sex crime to register with local law enforcement as a sex offender while residing in California. Blah, blah, blah. Wiener says currently for consensual yet illegal sexual relations between a teenager age 15 and over and a partner within 10 years of age... Um, you're an automatic uh, sex offender. So he's okay with, if the kid's 15 and you as a dude are 25, 24 and 364 yeah. days, it's fine. Um, it has to do with the various uh, forms of sexual gratification involved, is what you're uh, talking about earlier. But what it has to do with, and and remember when Milo Yiannopoulos got yeah. murdered for yeah. this? What Wiener's saying is, hey, young gay men sex up teenage boys. Happens all the time. Shouldn't be a crime as long as they're within 10 years. The whole NAMBLA thing, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, or what was the organization I, I brought to your attention the other day? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, they are working so hard to normalize it's okay to take a child, an older child, a teenager, and and sex them up and educate them sexually as an adult. Well, the idea I remember when Milo was in this the hot water over this, there was the idea from the gay community to a certain extent. A lot of people coming forward and saying, "Yeah, that's the way I, you know, learned about who I am and how things work." Was from a you know an adult male and. Uh, because I couldn't say anything to my peers. Right. And I wasn't sure. I had no role models, etc. If you're a 25-year-old and you sex up my 15-year-old son, I will shoot you. So it won't matter what the law is. This Prop 35 that they're trying to overturn or change was created and passed to protect children from sexual exploitation and sex trafficking. 16-year-old girls being exploited by their horrific pimps. Uh, Victims of sex trafficking are often vulnerable children afraid for their lives and abused sexually, physically, and mentally. Um, 
What a weird thing to get behind with all, with everything that's going on in the world. And you can use your political, you know, clout to try to d- do some good somewhere. You've picked right. this. SB 145 would allow a sex offender who lures a minor with the intent to commit a felony the ability to escape registering as a sex offender as long as the offender is within 10 years of age of the minor. No specification is made as to whether the sexual offender is straight, LGBT, or whatever. But add a section of the state's penal code stipulating that as long as the offender is within 10 years, they're not a mandated. Well, it more or less reports what was said earlier. Uh, SB 145 appears to allow adults to victimize minors by luring them with the intent to have sex and then shields the predator. I'm sure what it looks like, according to uh, the California Globe. So does this have any chance of going anywhere? Or is this like, you know, signaling to the your constituency that, hey, I'm fighting the fight? I don't know. That's an interesting question. It's a one-party state, obviously. Supermajority. Scott Weiner is uh, undefeatable in San Francisco. Um, so he might be able to do uh, do favors for folks. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, I'm telling you, this guy is so far out there. Those of you who live around the country who have heard crazy stories about California, You have no. it's crazier than that. Trump already has an ad out against Kamala Harris. We could play that for you, among other things. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, in a statement, Kamala said, I'm very much looking forward to serving as president, uh, vice, vice president. I mean, I mean, vice president. Hey, by the way, we're going to talk about Kamala Harris, uh, but uh, somebody cooked fish or something in the microwave. It's disgusting. Oh, really? Did you do that, Sean? Who, who, no. who was heating up <laughs> fish in the microwave? It is horrible. And An I'd aggressive put, scent. Yeah, I put my coffee in there, and it's just, it's gross. Oh, you got fish f- uh, taste in your coffee now? Yeah. It's horrible. Ugh. Horrible. Uh, so, Were we going to play the uh, anti-Kamala uh, ad? Was that the plan? I thought yeah, that was the I'm plan. I'm going to set that up. Oh, okay, set it up. Um, we're talking bring little, it down. Talking a little bit about, because uh, she's trying to find this. Sean sent this to me, because we're all trying to make sure we understand this now, and I keep forgetting how you pronounce the new vice presidential candidate for the Democrats' name. The Daily News with went with, yes, we can. K-A-M, playing on with her With a picture name. of Kamala Harris, but that's not the way you pronounce it. And the New York Post went with comrades for Biden and Kamala Harris because it's pronounced Kamala. Right. Like the uh, punctuation mark and la. Kamala Harris. Kamala. I would like to know if it was always Kamala or is one of those, you know, when you got to college, you decide to make your name more unique, which happens regularly. I don't know. Um, And also the mainstream media's fawning over... Biden going with such a a moderate pick that will be easy for people to vote for. And and many people on the right are pointing out, if you look at any of these tracking organizations, GovTrack or any of these people that rate senators, she's way to the left. I mean, she's like with a handful of most lefty senators in the entire Senate. Is that it? Is that right? I didn't know. The whole she's pragmatic moderate thing is a, a, well, that's a good story and spin because people are buying into it compared to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, I guess. I feel like both... Right, because yeah, because the Bernie wing swears she's a cop in a Republican and Democrats clothing. Right, right. Like so, well, so she both of the extremes on the don't don't like her, but I think she appeals to that kind of her vote. Unspoken her voting record is very left, but yeah, compared to the other people on the stage, she is a moderate. There's no doubt. Well, is she 
She wasn't when she would raise her hand, but then she would backtrack on Good Morning America the next day mm-hmm. after she said, yeah, all illegals should get health care. Oh, that's not what I meant exactly the next right. day. Yeah, please. Um, but hey, Before we get to the ad, I think this will be more interesting uh, as a lead up. So during the who would be the veep thing, uh, Karen Bass, who we've talked about a little bit, she's another California politician, was uh, was thought to be, you know, the toward the top of the choices. But she had that stuff uh, about praising Fidel Castro and socialism and all. And uh, and so the uh, the Veep vetting committee was calling around Florida, Florida Democrats. And they're like, hey, is the whole uh, anti-Castro, they hate Castro thing in Florida, is that just Republicans or is that Democrats too? And the Democrats said, oh, it's everybody. Yeah, you can't be praising Castro and get votes in Florida. And so that's why they uh, bouged uh, old Karen Bass. Threw that bass back. Florida, an important state in the presidential election? Not really. I I always forget. Um, And then the (laughs) second thing that I found particularly interesting from Politico is there were some of the the folks on the committee were were still pissed at Kamala for the whole, that little girl was me, (laughs) foolishness during the debate. I mean, it was so phony on a hundred different levels. That might have made her president. It was idiotic. It makes no sense. Right. And then she changed her mind the next morning. But it might have made her president. Yeah, if the media had their way. But number one, nobody was in Nobody was in favor of forced busing at this point. I mean, she wasn't, Biden wasn't. No, just her phony. characterization of his position, how America feels about it, she was on the wrong side of history there on that debate for every race. And she's the daughter of a Stanford professor and a UC Berkeley professor? Right. Please. So the you know, the whole thing is stupid. No, I right. I say she they might have made her president because if Biden wins, she's vice president. You don't think she's going to serve oh, out the right. term? That moment as stupid as it was makes no sense on any level. Right. May have made her president because that's zinger. You're what at- elevated her to where she is now. You're 100% right. And here's why. While a couple of the big donor-slash-vetter people were peeved at her for that, Biden himself always liked her because she was best friends with his late son. Mm. And according to this major donor close to the campaign, uh, uh, the debate ambush was an upside for Biden. Joe wants someone who's been on the big stage, under the bright lights, who can gut someone like a fish. And Kamala more than proved she could do that. Now it's Pence's turn. She's going to cut him up. Well, and plus she's just going to go after after Trump. That's interesting. Politicians are different human beings from you and I. They see the world differently. They have a different thing with personal relationships. Maybe you've known people like this. Everything is transactional. You get the sense that we're friends because you can get something out of me. That's the, all there is to this. Well, and Jack, it reminds me of the uh, the scene in which uh, Wesley, a.k.a. the Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, was dueling in Ego Montoya. And though they were trying to skewer each other, they earned each other's respect. And Biden, on the receiving end of that skewering from Harris, said to himself as a politician, Ooh, that was good. That was skillful. Understood. It was a debate. <laughs> yeah, understood the sport of debate and did all, oh, touche. Nice, yeah. nice blow landed. Thought, I want that blade on my side. Well, that's the way it works in politics. Anyway, Trump was locked and loaded the campaign, as uh, you would hope they would be, since she was the... Uh, a lot of talk about how conventional wisdom has won out uh, on the Biden ticket. Biden was in the lead with conventional wisdom from the from the jump. Even with all his poor performances, he ended up being the nominee. Mm-hmm. Kamala was in first place 
from all the pundits and everybody conventional wisdom. In spite from of the, the fact that she didn't even make it to Iowa. From moment one, and here she is the Veep. Anyway, so Trump was ready to go with an ad, and here's what it sounds like. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. She this is, idea is a bunch of malarkey. Wow. She is phony. I have no idea what she actually believes about health care mm. or or immigration or any of these things. I haven't got the slightest idea. Oh, no. No, I have no idea. I've followed her career for years. I do not have any idea if she has any principle. But, as I've said throughout the whole show, and this is just true, maybe this year is different, but I doubt it. The majority of people in a poll just last week said it doesn't make any difference to them who he picks for the vice president. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. And then like another 25% said it makes very little difference. Mm. So like three quarters of people are zero to very little difference who he chooses. You either can stomach Trump or you can't. That's the whole election. Uh, yeah, to a large extent, the Trump campaign is trying to change that. Trying to defy that conventional wisdom by elevating her, making it clear that she will be the president. And can you they, need to be aware of her. Can they successfully run against her and make it seem like the election is between Trump and Kamala Harris? They're going to try. And would that be a good idea? They will They will try to a large extent. Whether they can, I don't know. I have to see it unfold. See how she reacts. Uh, yeah. It's going to be weird if we see and hear way more from the Veep than we do from the head of the ticket. Because that's not usually the way it is. No, but if they don't do that, they're insane. She's so much more glib and sharp than Biden at this point. You have to let her do most of the heavy lifting. Have Joe be the friendly, calming. Uh, all I know is this Trump fellow is no good for America, and I'll lead you to a happy new future. <laughs> now here's Kamala Harris to talk fancy. <laughs> I, total total TV talk time going forward. I don't know who would have more, but I, I would almost guarantee she will take more unscripted questions from reporters post whatever things she's doing. So they're going to put she'll be on with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. Probably. She'll be on Good Morning American with Stephanopoulos not Biden. I can believe that. Or even at just random press gatherings where they do a five minute scrum afterwards that Biden hasn't done for a long time. Even in the speeches where he's looked good and, and not as flubby as he has in the past, he still hasn't been taking questions afterwards. I think she she will. It, it'd be like the, some of those phony interviews we we booked with Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> hey, Jack and Joe, it's nice to talk to you. Now here's Doctor Fitzsimmons, who wants to talk about carrot pills. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the guy you booked is gone, and you got this doctor jabbering at you. <laughs> Uncle Joe's going to read his script. He's going to get best at, uh, get through it best he can. Uh, you know the thing. Uh, now here's Kamala Harris. <laughs> and Kamala will take the mic and say, who's got some questions? Carrot pills. I can't remember what they're pitching. Some sort of eye health. Yeah. Yesterday was a great day for Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that tweet yeah. and I thought, yep, because she does the Kamala Harris for Saturday Night Live. Yep. I'm yep. kind she's of funny. America's fun aunt. A funt. <laughs>
which I guarantee you she initially had as cool aunt, but it got... Oh, <laughs> golly. If I understand comedians. Oh, no, no, not even late at night on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that is good news for Saturday Night Live. Uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are know. you going to do? Yeah, hmm. uh, we had uh, three hours and 45 minutes in us today. It happens. Yeah, I'm spent. We should play some just country hits to the top of the hour. Do we have guys at the end of the bench who are waiting to come in and host the show? Can we get guys off? The, here we go. They're mostly just practice players. <laughs> we'll have Michael and Sean host the show. Remember at the very Last beginning segment. of lockdown when all your favorite music artists were doing the home concerts and we were all trying to entertain each other with wacky stuff? And yeah. Then we all just kind of lost interest. Now we all just shuffle around. Oh, with look, the... those two neighbors both have instruments. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shut up! <laughs> now it's uh, quiet down. I want to hear your damn fiddle. I ask you to play it. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I believe this is Steve uh, Lukather of Toto, their lead guitarist. Evidently, his uh, next door neighbor was uh, was firing up their leaf blower at an insanely early hour of the morning. When we come back, we will uh, we will play for you the Toto guitarists. Response. It's not to be missed. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I hear the drums echo. All right. I don't want to get started on this. I think this is the worst song. I hated it the first time I ever heard it. I was a disc jockey. I had to play it on the radio. I hate everything about this song. Toto Africa. I but I know it's song. hugely oh, popular. I love it. You got popular. the Serengeti. You got oh. Mount Kilimanjaro. You got it all. <laughs> and then Weezer remade it and brought it back. And now... They just, like, remade it. Now I hear it blaring out of uh, out of college parties in the town I live in. Yes. It's, it's huge popular with the college crowd. Great art indoors, Jack. Stands the test of time. Also an all-time contender for people who think they know the song, so they choose it for karaoke, only to realize they don't actually uh, I don't have any idea what the words are. No idea. I do every single one. It's the... Mona Lisa of pop music. I had to take away from you. Oh. I just kind of slur through it. I don't know what it's terrible. <laughs> but why are we talking about Toto Joe? So the reason I uh, I'm especially uh, amused by this story is well I, I have a neighbor seems like a nice enough fellow but he's a, apparently obsessive about his lawn and his uh, his gardeners come they show up early Saturday mornings. You live next to Rand Paul. I do. Um, and and I'm going to hit him on the other side, break the rest of his ribs. No, I would never do that. But um, this, uh, this guy has his gardeners. They show up early Saturday, one of the two days I can relax with a cup of coffee and enjoy my backyard. Otherwise, I'm running in to do this at Odark 30. But um, they show up ridiculously early and blow and blow and blow and blow. And I'll see the guy going over the lawn. Then he'll come back. He'll go over the same area just over and over like there's one stubborn leaf and he can't be troubled to pick that mother right. blanker up and just get rid of it. It makes me insane. I've stood there pointing at my watch saying, what are you doing? You've been here for 45 minutes. I don't know what's going what on. What would there. it cost to hire somebody to just rake the leaves Well, up? and then Judy told me she saw him like two days later blowing his own lawn. So the guy's got like OCD or something. Oh, okay. I don't know what's it going could on be, there. It could but be. 
Anyway, so uh, apparently, I'm just told this is uh, Toto's guitarist, I assume is Steve Lukather, a yes. legendary uh, studio guy and, and guitarist and a really fabulous player. But anyway, um, and, and he was in on uh, Africa, which we've agreed is just a, <laughs> an American. It's the second American reached. anthem, really. <laughs> wow. Second national anthem. <laughs> Uh, but so anyway, uh, so he gets tired of this guy blowing off his lawn at seven o'clock in the morning. Well, here's what uh, Steve Lukather did at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, this is outside in his backyard. Yes. Biden kind of covered up. He he shouted "Good morning" at the end of that. Nice, nice. Um, if you did that sort of thing, most people would think you're a crazy person. Why we decided that leaf blowers are okay any time of day or night yeah. or, or ever really? God, they're just unless you've got a commercial job to do, like the Walmart parking lot or something like that. Freaking get a broom or a rake. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, you use a rake, you, you you wrap them up in a tarp, and then you throw them away. Those leaves are out of circulation. You get a leaf blower. Now the neighbor, now he's got leaves on his lawn. He needs to hire a leaf blower. It's bad for business to take the leaves away. That's why the crazy French guy tried to kill uh, Rand Paul. Uh, speaking of uh, strange rangers, this is a note from uh, Al Anonymous that I really appreciated. Uh, he's talking about, you know, I'll go ahead and name it. It's the city of Healdsburg in Sonoma County, California. Had a code enforcement officer for several years. His job is to drive around town looking for people doing illegal work to their homes or breaking city codes or regulators. Today, this fellow stopped one of my employees who was at our local self-serve car wash washing one of my company trucks. The code enforcement officers told my guy he needs to wear his face mask when outside the truck. The car wash has eight bays. Only one other one in a person was six with a person and it was six bays away. My employee pointed out no one's within a hundred feet of me. Code enforcement told him if he doesn't comply, the cops would be called. Demanded an ID, took down the truck's license plate. Guy to made a hell of a good Nazi. You're a certain kind of person, aren't you? Jeez. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. There he is pressing the buttons, keeping us on the air, Michelangelo. Michael. I got to disagree with you guys. I love leaf blowers. They're fun, but I always blow between 3 and 6 p.m. Eastern time to Mm. be safe. There you go. All right. Positive Sean, a final thought for us. Oh, I'm excited to get home. I have a two-pound package of bacon that is going to get baked today. I'm going to be eating bacon for... I I can't even picture the last time. The next time I won't have just bacon on hand. On demand. That sounds good. You're baking your bacon? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I bake it all. That's that's Baked my preferred. Bacon? It's how you keep it flat. Well, I've always said bacon's a miracle food. All you have to do is apply heat and it fries itself. Um, it's proof God loves us. Jack, a final thought for us. My final thought, is there an advantage to having your bacon flat or does it taste different? Uh, you can easier to put it on sandwiches. Okay. Stuff like that is the is the main reason for having it flat, and also it just stores better when you have put you, it in the Ziploc or have whatever. Have you ever baked it with mustard and brown sugar on it? No, oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's so good. 
I may have to try that. <laughs> Easier to put on a sandwich. How hard did you find it to put it on a sandwich? Well, they get all curled Maybe up, and then it doesn't a fit on the, the thing. And the, it's not lighter. <laughs> Maybe I ought to go to the gym that's uh, secretly open. <laughs> this isn't fair. This is the COVID. This isn't fair. Cat lover. Yeah, your cat likes straight bacon? You guys know I don't have time to respond to this. Yes. Not fair. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I, I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up on a grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed a segment, you can grab the podcast there. Download that son of a gun. Uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Some really uh, popular swag available for purchase to help us keep everybody employed. Uh, and, and, and I already said the email thing. Oh, all the stuff we talked about, articles, uh, videos, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? She was probably nastier than even Pocahontas.